Good morning, good afternoon, good night, good middle of the night, good happy hour, whatever you want to call it, however you want to address it. I want to say thank you to everybody who downloads the podcast. Okay, first and foremost, I want to say thank you to everybody who downloads the podcast. I really appreciate those who have been following me since 2011. I started this in 2011, and here I am still. I don't have a huge catalog of episodes. Let me explain it like this. I value my time. I value the time that I share with people, even if that means I'm talking into a microphone to some people who may or may not be listening to me, but I do value what I put out. Part of the reason why I'm so inconsistent with the podcast, the reason why I'm so inconsistent with so many things is I am a perfectionist. I'll start something, and in the middle of it, if I don't like it, I will fucking stop. I've shot stuff. I've recorded podcast episodes. And if I don't feel good about it when I'm done, once I press stop, once I start recording, once I stop filming, once I stop writing, if I don't like it, then I fucking won't release it. And then I will punish myself or I will sulk or I will talk down to myself or I will completely say I'm not doing this anymore because I don't have it in me. I know that's not a good recipe. I know that's not a good practice. And I know, a lot of, I know I let a lot of people down by not being consistent with the podcast. And I want to apologize for that. And I think I found a happy medium. I think I found a formula for what I'm doing. I recorded a podcast episode on my birthday. My birthday was Wednesday. I turned 44 years old. I wrote a long... I wrote a, a, a post... I wrote a blog, I wrote an article about turning 44, where I am in my life, what's going on in my life, what I would like to do, what I haven't done, what I probably won't do but would like to try it. I'm really working it out. Now, a good friend of mine by the name of Noel Brown who lives in Austin, Texas. Austin is a great city. Like, I, I went there... Uh, a couple of years ago, I played this comedy club called Cap City Comedy Club. It's a huge venue. Like, I, I know it holds, like, 400 people. The shit looks like a hangar at a, uh, an airport. Huge uh, um, comedy club. It's so big, it has two stages in it. Like, one in the main lobby area where they do comedy for people who don't have a huge following. Probably local comics. Then they have the stage for people who've been doing comedy a long time and you know have a name and you can fill the room i played the room i had been trying to play it for years because people had said austin is cool austin is like san francisco it's weird they're very open-minded they don't box you in you can say what you want so i went and performed at this club and i thought i did decent as far as numbers go but they haven't had me back i can't worry about that i can't worry about comedy at all I don't even know how to put it into words. It really hasn't hit me yet because I haven't tried to give it the attention it probably deserves or the attention the universe, the negative side of the universe would like me to give. But the profession I've done my entire life no longer exists in the space that it once was allowed to be performed in. Like there's no live comedy right now. I have not told a joke on stage since March 14, 2020. 
that was how I earned a living. I didn't earn a lot, but I earned enough to where I'm not out here sucking cock. I earned enough to where I'm not out here selling drugs. I earned enough where I'm not out here uh, working at Amazon trying to help Jeff Bezos become a trillionaire. But that profession doesn't exist. And I think it's a disservice to anybody for me to actually sit in front of a computer or a laptop and tell jokes to people that aren't in the room. Comedy is intimate. Comedy is like theater. Theater is intimate. You can't do a play on your... Like, you can't do a play and broadcast it. That's television. A play that you do on TV and show it to people is fucking television. It's a TV show at this point. It's no longer theater. It's live action. It's not... It's just not... It's not the same. So I've been struggling with the fact of trying to figure out where I'm going to go, how I'm going to pivot, what's going to be my next, you know, course of action. And right now, I am doing the podcast. I have three podcast ideas that I want to do. I know people are like, yo, Maranzio, slow the fuck down. Do the one podcast you have and then focus on making that a consistent thing and then think about doing other shit, dude, because... You on that bullshit. Well, I understand that. And everyone who listens to this podcast has a right to say it. That's why my buddy Noble, who I met through the podcast. Like, I have developed friendships with people who have listened to the podcast. So Noble lives in Austin. Me and Noble became friends. I went to Austin. He took me to uh, ABC, which is a nice, dope-ass uh, comedy club, I mean not comedy club, a comic book store. Come on, comic book head. Like I'm a huge comic book head. Like I want to talk about comics, but I know women listen to the podcast and there's men that listen to the podcast who may not be in the comic books. And I don't want to make people sit through me talking about, oh man, I'm reading Daredevil now and I'm reading Captain America. And I'm like, I'm reading, you know, Strange Adventures with Tom King and DC and Marvel and Boom Studio. Like it's it's too much. It's too much to try to, like, too much information to feed people when I need to just focus on one thing. So Noble was like, you know, won't you do Killing Time? That'll be your podcast where you rant, get shit off your chest, say the wild shit, and then do your other podcast, you know. And the other podcast is nothing has to do with comic books or anything, but I'm a huge fan of James Baldwin. I'm a huge fan of David Sedaris. I'm a huge fan of uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates. Even though Ta-Nehisi Coates is like, he's so smart and he wants to let you know he's smart to the point you can't enjoy it because he's ta- he takes it so fucking serious. Like, he really takes it serious. He, I'm trying to read Water Dancer right now. Trying to read. The key word is trying to read Water Dancer. And I'm telling you people, it's a it's a chore. Like that book is work. When I say work, it is pure work. Because I am literally every time I'm reading this book, I have to go to the internet, to a lot to the dictionary page. And look up a word that he's used because I have never seen this word used before. But what it's doing is it's helping me build my vocabulary. 
The hard part about building your vocabulary when you get older is your brain don't retain information the way it used to. So I'm slowly trying to build my vocabulary because I want to write more. And for my birthday, all this is going someplace. For my birthday, I wrote what will be an ongoing series of articles, essays, and blogs. It'll be on my my it'll be on my website. Um, my website, the link to my website is on my Instagram page, is on my Twitter page. I would really appreciate it. It would mean a lot to me if people went and read my blog. Because I put my heart into it, I put my soul into it, and I'm trying to start what will be a trend of things to come. Uh, I started the blog, the blog is called Eat, which means Emotionally Available Today, and that's where I'm going to share my feelings about music and relationships and dating and things I've been through and thoughts I have about, you know, love and women and society and things that I've been through and stuff I've seen and stuff I've dealt with. Like, I'm really, really, really going to do this because I want to be a writer. I've always wanted to write. I think I fought it because I want to be in front of the camera also. And I can do both. You know, Harry Connick Jr. is a, a writer. He writes books and he fucking acts. Motherfucker sings. Motherfucker had a talk show at one point. Nobody watched it, but it was, he had a talk show at one point. Like, his show just went away. I'm not even going to get sidetracked to talk about him, but his show just went away. So long story short, I want to do a podcast called Emotionally Available Today. And I, I initially created it because I wanted a space for men to be able to come on the podcast and talk about how they feel about anything. Like, I wanted to be a place where men could come and talk about their feelings in a safe space where they don't have to worry about other men saying, oh, this dude gay. Or he a bitch because he whining because some girl broke his heart or some shit like that. As men, we have to stop shaming each other for having fucking feelings. We have to stop shaming men to hide their feelings. We have to stop shaming men for having feelings. We have to stop shaming men for having their own thoughts about love and relationship. And it doesn't always have to be a misogynistic way of you expressing yourself about women and relationships and love and stuff like it's okay to be vulnerable it's 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 hard but goddamn it's okay to be vulnerable and guess what if we're vulnerable and emotionally you know uh we we share our emotions it'll help us with our bonding with women and then once women see okay they can be sensitive they can be emotional they can be compassionate they do have empathy I think things will be better for all of us. Real talk, I really think it would be better for all of us. Um, So that's the podcast that I want to do where I devote it to relationships, dating, women, love, romance, what's right, what's wrong. Some days it's going to be heavy. Some days it's going to be light and fun. You're going to have a lot of opinions on there that you probably won't agree with. 
I'm okay with people not agreeing with me. You ain't got to bash me, but I'm okay with people not agreeing with me. If you don't like something I'm doing, that's fine. If you support me and I do something you don't like, you ain't got to fucking try to remove me from society because you don't agree with something I said. You don't got to try to remove me from my work field and not allow me to provide a, a living or, make, or earn a living to provide for myself and my family because you don't agree with something I said. That's petty. So the blog is called Eat. The podcast will be called Eat. And then I wanted to provide a visual component for the podcast where I shoot a video or film a short film or something in my apartment or on the streets, wherever I can go where people are allowed to be and release that shit. Like, my apartment now is a studio. I call it uh, AS, which stands for Artistic Studio of Solitude. I really think I want to get that made into something. AS, or create. if I can put creative AS, like I'm a creative and this is my studio, creative AS, that's what I am, creative AS. Artistic Studios of Solitude. I'm in my apartment. I'm in my place. I'm going to do and create as much as I can in my apartment to share with people without leaning on the industry. Man, I want to be successful. And I want to be able to provide for myself. I want to be able to pick up and go when I want to go. I want to be able to pay my rent when I want to, you know, pay my rent or purchase a home or whatever, but I don't want to do it by relying on an industry that tries to make you be what they want you to be because they think whatever that is they want you to be will sell better than what you want to do, which makes you resent everything because you feel bad that you allow yourself to get distracted or taken off your path of what you're supposed to do because they throw money in your face. And then you end up doing what they want you to do. And then you're miserable because you never got to do what you wanted to do. And that thing you wanted to do is that hole in your chest, that gut feeling that you have when you look at something and say, fuck, that's what I should be doing, but you don't. And then they punish you when you walk away from whatever it is you were doing because you're not doing what they want you to do anymore. And you may think it's crazy or I'm just rambling, but it's happened to so many people. It's happened to so many people have said, oh, I want to do this. And then the industry said, oh, but we'll let you do this and we'll make you, we'll, we'll put a bunch of money in your pocket and you'll be set for life if you just fucking do this and don't worry about that. Like I know my management and people, my agents and everybody, they never really supported what I wanted to do. They look at you and they say, you're a black guy, and this is what black guys normally do. And they think about, okay, where were you born? Okay, where did you grow up? Do you have a college education? Like, they assess you. They do a fucking psychoanalysis of you and decide if what you want to do is a fool's errand. And if 
they want to if they believe in what it is that you want to do and they don't know how to even say that like there's agents and managers and producers and directors that don't know how to say the thing that you want to do i don't believe you can do it and because i don't believe you can do it i won't support it you know how fucked up that is it's fucked up that someone would think that they can't support you because they don't believe in something that you want to do. But if you believe in it, then they should just believe in the fact that you believe in it and support your belief in what you believe in. Don't support what you want for me. Support what I want for me. And if I achieve it, that's great. If I don't, guess what? It wasn't meant for me. To, it wasn't meant to happen. Or maybe just by you attempting to do something is your journey. Like, maybe you attempting to do something is the journey. Like, getting to the destination probably not even what you should do. It's like, it's like when you see a girl you like, and you're like, I want to be with her. I like that chick. I want to get with that girl. And you do everything you can to get with that girl. And you still don't get her. But because you didn't get her doesn't mean you didn't succeed. You just didn't get, you didn't fulfill it. But sometimes you're not supposed to have what you want. You're supposed to try to get it. And that's where the joy is. Or that's where the journey is. Or that's where the, the life experience is. That's where the goodness is. You know, it's like you get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop. I don't like the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop because I don't like Tootsie Rolls. But I like that hard outside candy. And I'll eat that and I'll suck on the lollipop. And then when I get to the Tootsie Roll part, I throw that shit away. Because I thought I wanted to get to the center of it, and then I realized this tastes like shit. Tootsie Rolls are fucking, they made them sweet, tasty rat turds, man. That shit was nasty. It was licorice, or I don't even know what a Tootsie Roll was made of. Licorice, or whatever. But the point I'm making is, they will try to keep you from doing what you want to do. and But you'll have a lot of money. But you won't be happy because you didn't do what your journey was supposed to be. And I wrote this blog explaining how I basically am going to write out my healing. Everybody knows I went to therapy. Everybody knows I, you know, suffer from depression or go through have my battles. People know I've been molested. People know I don't trust women. It's hard to trust women for me. Because those are the ones who have fucked me over the most. Mentally, emotionally, physically. So it's hard for me to trust a woman. Even if I know this woman, I can look in her eyes and be like, this woman is not going to do any wrong by me. I still... is that 1% of doubt that's bigger than the 99% of her that I trust. And that's a problem. It's an issue. It's difficult. I'm 44 years old. I'm in quarantine in my apartment. I'm probably happier than I've ever been in my entire life because I haven't been around people. Because as an empath, I'm not even going to explain what that is. I'm an empath and I can just feel people's energy. And being out in this business, being in L.A., even though L.A. is a beautiful place, if you take the people away from it. L.A. is a beautiful place, a beautiful city. It's when it's, you know, you you got the ocean, you got the mountains, you got the desert. Like, it's it's everything here. It's just the people that are fucked up. The people are the virus. I always say this all the time. The people are the virus. The coronavirus is not the virus. The plague is not the plague. You know, uh, earthquakes aren't bad. It's the earth saying, yo, y'all are taking more than you are putting back. 
you're taking up all the resources, you're draining me dry, and you're not respecting your home. And when I mean home, you're not respecting the water because it's polluted. You're not respecting the air because it's polluted. You're not respecting the dirt and the ground because it's polluted. You're not respecting the grass because it's polluted. And I need y'all to get the fuck up off of me, off this planet, or you fuckers need to act right. Or I'm going to kill you. We, that's literally it. We're a fever to the earth and the earth is trying to break the fever. Like they trying to get rid of us. And people don't see that. People say that's crazy because we're narcissistic. We actually believe it ain't Jews that think they're the chosen ones. People think they're the chosen ones. And then with inside that belief of people thinking they're the chosen ones, there are other people inside this people incubator that believe they're better than the people that already think they're better than the earth and the plants and the animals around them. It's very, it's very fucked up thinking, man. It's fucked up belief. But while I'm in quarantine, while I'm in my apartment, and I'm enjoying myself, do I get lonely? Absolutely. Would I like to have some companionship? Absolutely. Like, 24-7, seven days a week, I would like to be with somebody I can trust, somebody that compliments me, I compliment them. We have this unconditional, raw, honest sharing of our feelings and thoughts that I say what I feel, you say what you feel, I accept what you say, you accept what I say, we discuss it, we grow from it, we don't get offended by it, we don't feel like, oh, I should be with somebody else. We just share that, look, this is what you did, it pissed me off, it made me feel uncomfortable, it made me feel not safe, and I need you not to do that again, and I also need to know why you felt like it was okay or why you did it. Because evidently you were not thinking of, you was not thinking about me when you did it. So what's the deal behind that? Let's fix that problem, right? That's the way I am with that. And I mean, it would be nice to have somebody create. It may not be somebody I can shoot videos with or do a podcast with, but sometimes you don't need somebody to be in the same space that you're in. You need that. You need that. That, that balance of I'm a realistic person. You're a dreamer, but at times I want to be with a dreamer. At times, I want to be with somebody who likes to write. Someone who wants to be in front of a, a camera, so to speak. But that's just dangerous. That's a recipe for destruction. Not everybody's able to handle that. Not everybody's able to handle success. Everybody's not able to handle, you know, uh, being in front of a camera or the responsibility that comes along with fame and stuff like that. I, want, I wish I had that. I wish I had somebody I could, like, sit on the couch with all day watch movies talk about them not be bored not look over that person like why that fucker is breathing none of that shit just just a person that where you feel like if something happens to me i know this person is going to do everything in their power to make sure i don't die this person is going to do everything in their power to make sure i live this person is going to make the best decision and not think, well, if he dies, I'll get his money. Or if he dies, I'll get his car. Or if he dies, uh, I can be with this other person. Or I can be with a younger person. So for now, I'm in my apartment. I cook every day, which I love. I, I like the idea of cooking. Cooking for me is therapeutic. If you can't cook, you're going to die. FYI, if you can't cook, you will fucking die. 
You have to know how to fucking cook. Life right now is like, go watch Wally. If you have Disney Plus, go watch Pixar's Wally. It's is it has this boring fucking moments in it, but the movie is so spot on. It's so fucking telling of the future. The robots are coming. The androids are coming. We live in this world now where we can't touch each other. We can't shake hands. We can't bump fists. We can't be in large gatherings. People bring you food. They have to sit on the ground and then run from it. And then you go grab it. We live in a world where you go into the grocery store. There's fucking plastic shields up. So you can't spit out your mouth or breathe on somebody to avoid getting somebody sick because there's a chance that you could be sick and there's a chance that person that's serving you could be sick and then we both get sick and then it spreads some more. Like, they have Android robots bringing people food. They got the drones delivering packages. We're going to live in a world where the things that humans used to do won't exist anymore. And then this AI technology is going to become so smart and say, yo... We can't get sick like these fucking people can get sick. And we know how to treat the planet and harvest the resources and put the resources back so it'll be more to use better than these humans. How about we just get rid of the humans? You see what I'm saying? Like you create something to make your life better and that thing that you ended up creating ends up taking you out and now you're not needed. And your creation has taken the fuck over. That's what we're facing. That's what we're looking at. And I don't think people think about that either. Oh, it's cool. My robot does this. Or, oh, it's cool. It, this happens. and We're not thinking about that. Not doing that. I don't get it, man. So, in the, so now I, I'm, I'm sitting in my apartment. I'm writing. I'm going to write every day. I write every fucking day. Anybody who's interested in writing, go out and get this thing called Masterclass. It's fucking amazing. Masterclass is this online service and they take celebrities and professionals and um, stars, people that are... um, the top of their game in what they do. For example, they have David Sedaris teaches how to write on the pod, on, on his uh, master class. Aaron Sorkin teaches how to write screenplays. Shonda Rhimes, Shonda Rhimes teaches how to write TV shows. Um, David Mamet teaches how to write screenplays. Um, they have photographers on there that teach you how to do photography and what you need to learn how to do it. How to like, it's just a dope, it's class online. Because guess what? School, your kid, if you have a kid, your kid may never go back to a classroom ever again. It may be online classes where they get up every morning and they get in front of their computer and they sit in their room or at the kitchen table and their teacher is teaching from home remotely on a Zoom group chat or something like that or Google is doing it now. Google like, we have conference calls now like Zoom does. So use our fucking software. Your kid may never go back to school because guess what? You send your kid to school. There's no way in the world you can do social distancing with children. And then your kid go to school. 
and then your kid touch another kid, and that kid that he touched, his parents may have fucking the coronavirus, and then give it to your kid, bring it home, get to, give it to you, you get sick and you die, nobody wants to take that fucking chance. I got offered to do a comedy show. I was already on the books to do a comedy show in um, Arizona on May 21st. And the club owner called me the other day and was like, yo, do you still want to do the date? And I was like, are y'all still going to open up? They're like, yeah, Arizona's opening back up and we're going to try to open up the club to see who wants to come out. Here's the thing. The people that are going to come out are going to be Trump supporters because Trump supporters are the ones that are saying this virus is fake, it's not real. Because Trump said it. Trump said it into a microphone. This is a hoax. This is the Democrats' attempt to fucking sabotage my legacy. He did that, people. He did that, and we allowed it. We allowed this motherfucker to make us believe that this was an actual possibility. That people would actually fucking create a virus to kill people to make Trump look bad. Do you know how narcissistic you have to be to believe that someone would take the time to go out and create a fucking virus to kill innocent people to make you look bad? Man, you... Look. People want you gone, but I don't think nobody wants you going that bad where they like, yo, let's create a virus and it'll kill a bunch of people and he'll get the blame for it, and then we can get rid of him and get somebody else that we really want. I'm sure that's a plot on fucking uh, House of Cards. Might even be a plot on fucking West Wing. I doubt it. West Wing was too smart for that. House of Cards was just, I mean, uh, yeah, House of Cards was just a fucking evil-ass show because Kevin Spacey likes to fuck boys. And was, man... So, not even a sidebar, but the entire time I've been in this quarantine, I've been online, I've looked at conspiracies, I've looked at theories, I've looked at the 5G conversations people are having, I've looked at, um, they were saying, uh, you know, this is the new world that we got going on, they want to do this. Go watch Winter Soldier. Captain America Winter Soldier explains what is happening to us in the movie so vividly that when I was watching it, I was like, I feel like a lot of shit in life, I get that deja vu where I'm like, fuck, this has happened before because this is too fucking real. Like, it's it's insane. So the plot in When a Soldier is Hydra infiltrates S.H.I.E.L.D. And they've been in S.H.I.E.L.D. for years. And they secretly create problems in the world. So people will come to the government and say, yo, these people are doing this. Can you protect us from that? And the government like, yes, but you have to ask us and you have to give us your freedom. You have to give us your freedom. We are trying to scare you into giving up your rights, your privacy, your freedom in exchange for protection. But what we are going to do is limit what you can do and we're going to monitor every fucking thing to keep you safe. Remember, we are doing this to keep you safe. 
And if we can keep you safe, then we're doing our job. And if you are safe, then you'll be happy. Regardless of the fact that we don't want you outside, regardless of the fact that we don't want you talking to other people, regardless of the fact that we want to be able to check your emails, your social media, monitor your phone, know your locations, know your blood type, know how much money you have, know who you fucking, know who you married to. Every move you make, we got to know it at every moment of the day in order to keep you safe. And that's the only way we can do it. They say that in the fucking movie. This is a Disney movie, a Marvel movie, Captain America, comic book, where they basically said, we need to know everything about you. That's why we got these Amazon Echoes in our house. These motherfuckers listen to every, I don't give a fuck what they say. These shits listen to everything, because when I say the A word, she turns on. But sometimes I don't even have to say the A word. I don't have to say Alexa, anything. Sometimes I'll say, and then I want some pizza. And then the thing will be like, it'll, it'll go like, vroom. Like, it'll make that noise. Like, I'm listening. What? What did you say? I heard you say something. Like, I'm not familiar with that word. What did you say? Like, it, really, it, it reveals that it's listening to you. Even when you're not using the trigger word that you're supposed to use for this motherfucker to be activated. So, please don't talk my head off about that. Because I've witnessed that every day. If you got an Amazon Echo in your house, a device of any sort, you've had that motherfucker trigger itself as if it's waiting on you to ask a question or tell it something when you didn't even say its name it just fucking pops up I don't want to live in that world I don't I don't at this point in my life right now I miss doing I, I miss coming up with material to go on stage and convert it into a joke or something humorous I challenge myself. I watch it. I mean, I do it so I can see. Let me see if I can take this fucked up thought. Well, let me see if I can take this wild, bizarre fact. Oh, I believe, let me see if I can take this fucked up story that happened to me and make it a joke for people to enjoy. I believe if comedy opens up tomorrow, I'm not going to miss a beat. I'm not going to miss a step. I'm not going to do a whole bunch of coronavirus jokes. There's going to be so many fucking shitty comics and well-known name comics that are going to do coronavirus jokes to the point you're going to fucking hate comedy. You're going to go to a comedy show and every fucking comic is going to be on stage telling a fucking coronavirus joke and you're going to wish you were back at home in your house dealing with the fucking coronavirus because it's going to be a bombardment of fuck. You're going to be bombarded with coronavirus jokes. Just like when OJ came out. When the OJ shit happened. Everybody had an OJ joke. When R. Kelly fucked up. Everybody had an R. Kelly joke. Everybody's going to have a joke about the coronavirus. I was in the house. I'm quarantined. I started fucking my mayonnaise. Like, it's just going to be wild, man. Fucking wild. But while I'm in my home, I clean every day. I purge and get rid of shit that I don't need. Things I don't want. Things I'm not even using. Because you're not using a lot of shit that you would normally use. I haven't wore a, I haven't worn a regular outfit since March 14th. When I say a regular outfit, like jeans, a t-shirt, some sneakers, a jacket, and walked out into the world like a civilized human being. I have been sweatpants and t-shirts and jogging suits and sweatpants suits since then because 
no one gives a fuck about their appearance right now. You shouldn't give a fuck about your appearance right now, considering the fact that everything you're doing right now is to keep alive, to stay alive, to avoid dying. You feel me? Like, we just trying to stay alive. Don't nobody give a fuck what you look like while we trying to stay alive. No fucking body gives a fuck. If anything, the one thing I wish I could do while I've been in this quarantine is help more people. Like, I wish I could feed people. I wish I could give people clothes. I wish I could give people shoes. I wish I could give people supplies. But nobody can take anything from you because they're afraid they might get sick. Nobody can take anything from you because the government and the cities and the mayors and the governors, they fucking... They don't give a. They 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 don't want us to help each other. They want us to stay away from each other. They creating distance between each other. Like it's a real thing, people. I'm fucking. Cra- I'm I'm tripping out at how we behaving. I live in North Hollywood slash Van Nuys, California, and there are people out here in stores out here that say, "Yo, it's mandatory that you wear a mask when you come in the store." And there are people that's like, I don't believe in this virus. I'm not capitulating to this bullshit. I'm not wearing no mask. And they're like, so you can't come in this store. And they're like, it's not a law that says you have to wear a mask. But there is a mandate in place. The governor and the mayor have both said, yo, y'all got to wear y'all mask when y'all go out in the world. You ain't got to wear gloves, but you going to wear a mask. And people are like, I don't want to do that shit. That's stupid. I'm not believing in it. Open the country back up. Bullshit. It's going to be a war. We are actually going to go to war with one another. It's going to be a civil war. It's going to be a race civil war. It's going to be trouble, man. It's going to be some serious trouble. But while that's happening, I'm going to be in my house, in my apartment. I'm going to do these podcasts because I have nothing but time now. I'm going to write these blogs because I have nothing but time now. I'm going to film because I have nothing but time now. I'm just going to, I'm going to be very productive. I'm going to be very vigilant and consistent about what I'm doing. I believe in what I'm doing and I want to, honestly, I want the support of the people so I don't have to turn to the industry for help. If I can make a living writing blogs, putting out books, touring on my own volition, like I can just go and put together shows where I can read my blogs or my articles or my essays or passages from my book to people and perform, I'm happy because I can control that. Fame is not fame is not the goal. Success is not determined by your status. Success is determined by how happy you are with the life you live. Success is determined by the life you... Are you happy with the life you're living? Then you are successful. Are you earning a living? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you putting food on the table? Can you look in the mirror and say, I'm happy with this person who gets up every morning and goes out into the world. I'm liking what this guy is bringing to the table. If you can do that, then you are fucking winning. If you can't do that, then you got some work to do, man. You got work to do. You literally got work to do if, you can, if you're not happy with the life you are living. 
Because you can do what you want to do. You just let somebody else tell you that you can't do it, and then you believed it. Somebody told you you couldn't do it, and you believed it. In this quarantine, I have created a comic book. In this quarantine, I have created like several shows. I'm going to pitch an animated show. I'll probably sell, I probably will sell an animated show. But it'll be an animated show that I want to sell. It'll be an animated show that I want to work on. And I'll be happy with that. And I probably, I want to move. Either I want to move to Big Bear, which is in California. Like on the mountains and chill, get a nice little house. Relax, go hiking in the morning, go fishing. Fly my drone, do some photography. Put a, make a, have a garden. Everybody should have a garden. If you got some property, you should have a garden. If you have property and you do not grow crops, tomatoes, vegetables of your own in your garden, on your property, then you are misusing your land. You are misusing your land because food is going to become scarce. And when food becomes scarce, that's when the goons and the villains going to come out. Because motherfuckers going to want food. They talking about closing down food plants. They close, They talking about closing grocery stores down until we can figure out what's going on. They, it's, it's wild. I buy a little bit every day, every other week. I buy a little bit every other week. Not every day, but every other week I'll go out, buy some stuff. I buy dry foods, beans, rice, pasta, stuff that I can make dishes with that'll fill you up. You got to know how to cook, man. The fact that fast food places are running out of food is a testament that humans do not know how to survive on their own. Nobody should be eating fast food right now from any place because you don't know if the person who's making your meal has coronavirus and that. Yes, everybody wearing gloves. Yes, everybody got on masks. But, man, I used to work at fast food. Everybody's not clean. Everybody's not consistent. Everybody doesn't follow protocol of even how to fucking make the sandwich. I know. I used to work at Burger King. I used to work at Wendy's. I've worked a lot of fast food places when I was coming up as a kid. These We were kids. The last thing you want making your food is a child that don't give a fuck. A child that don't give a fuck is like, man, fuck this job. I'll spit on this sandwich and walk out this building. You're going to get a spit on sandwich. Because some, some fucking 20-year-old uh, manager or probably like a 50-year-old manager, the worst manager in fast food are the 50-year-old managers that are mad that they are a manager at Burger King and they got to babysit children all day to make sure they don't eat a ball of food and fuck each other. When they really want to have a real job. But because you fucked up and you pussyfooted around. Now you're a manager at Burger King. Now you hate your life. And because you hate your life. You're going to make everybody else life miserable. Because you don't like your life. That's petty man. That's Tom Petty. Tom fucking Petty. I had recorded the podcast on my birthday. And then the audio just fucked up. I'm so mad because I thought I had I had a dope episode. It wasn't as long as this one, but I had a dope episode about the ideas and concepts that I want to do. But going forward, this is my routine. I put podcasts out on Fridays. Y'all enjoy it on the weekends. New podcasts on Friday. Enjoy it for the weekends or whatever. Going into the weekend, you got a podcast. You listen to it. Sometimes it may be 20 minutes. Sometimes it may be an hour. Sometimes it may be 30 minutes. I don't know. 
but I'll give you my best when I give it. We can have these conversations. We can talk about shit. But let's talk. Like, I need people to talk. I'm a comedian, so I need that interaction from people to know that you are enjoying what I'm doing. I need the emails. I need the, the correspondence back and forth. If I post it on Instagram, let me know. Did you like the topics? Are you upset about something I said? I'm not going to apologize for it, but I want to know what upset you. And then I'm going to go and examine what I said to see if I can understand why you are upset. And most of the time when you're upset about something, it's because there's something inside of you that you need to work on. So you don't allow me or anybody for that matter to agitate you, upset you, frustrate you, make you mad, piss you off, whatever. Whatever. Like, it's just, it's, it's what it is. The other beautiful part about this whole quarantine, and I really need y'all to think about what I'm saying, you don't really need to spend any money on anything other than food, groceries, and utilities. People are going online and buying sneakers. What the fuck you buying sneakers for? You can't go anywhere. You can't do shit. So what are we talking about? Why are you running out of money? What are you doing with your stimulus check? You should be paying your rent, paying your mortgage, putting food on your table, making sure you got lights, making sure your internet is on, whatever, whatever services you pay for, make sure that shit is on, and keep it moving. All this extra shit is wild, man. I buy groceries. I pay for my lights to stay on. I pay for my internet to stay on. I don't have cable. I pay my car note. I pay my rent. That's it. And I read. For my birthday, I said to people, look. For my birthday, I like to read. If anybody want to get me something, get me a Barnes & Noble's gift card. I would like a Barnes & Noble's gift card. Or I want an iTunes gift card. I'm watching movies to learn how to make movies. I'm watching movies to learn why this movie was made, what this movie is about, where's this actor, why did they do the casting of this movie, what made them green like this story. Like, I'm studying film, I'm reading books, I'm doing photography. Like, I'll go out periodically with my mask and my gloves on, take my camera, and I'll go shoot. I'll go shoot. I'll go make some. I, I'll go like film the city or whatever. But I stay active. I stay busy. There's no reason to be bored. You're only bored if you don't know yourself. You're only bored if you're not comfortable with who you are. It's a fun fact. I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. I wish I was joking, but I'm not joking. I'm going to do this podcast. I'm going to write these articles. I'm gonna shoot these short films in my apartment. I'm cleaning my place every day. I'm getting rid of shit that I'm not even using. I'm getting rid of shit I'm not wearing. I'm just getting rid of shit. I'm decluttering. Because if you sit right now and think about it, a lot of shit you're not even using. A lot of shit you're not even paying attention to. You're not. You're just fucking out here. You're just living. Surviving, you're making TikTok videos, wasting your time trying to entertain people because you're bored. 
You can entertain people with quality shit. I want to entertain people with quality shit. I'm not going to do TikTok videos to gain followers. I don't want 80 million followers, people. I don't want 80 million followers. I want 1 million quality followers of people who respect my opinion, who respect the fact that I have my own thought, who respect the fact that I'm not afraid to speak my mind. You don't have to agree with everything. You don't have to agree with it. But if you ask me why I come up with something, I can explain it. A lot of people can't even explain why they think the way they think. I've changed my whole way of doing comedy. I write a joke now and I say to myself, what am I trying to say in this joke? What do I want people to know about me when I tell this joke? What do I want people to think about when they leave my show? What do I want people to think about after they read my blog? Like, I think about all of that now. All this other shit, I don't want 80 million followers. There are people out here who have 87 million followers and they're not saying shit. They're not saying shit. But if you're gonna fucking, if people are gonna support somebody that fucks up and uses it as something to make money off of, then fucking I can do that. I got a bunch of fucked up stories. I got a bunch of fucked up shit I done been through. I got a blog I wanna write so bad. Remember that song Biggie had called uh, I Got a Story to Tell? I have a story to tell like that where I was involved with somebody, a comic, and I want to tell this fucking story so bad, but I can't say the person's name in the story because I, I don't I cannot allow myself to get hemmed up. But I'm gonna tell this story. I'm gonna be as detailed as I can. I'm gonna be as accurate with the event as possible. And I'm gonna release it and people can figure out or come to their own conclusion on their own about who it is I'm talking about. I don't give a fuck at this point. I really don't give a fuck. I really don't give a fuck. Like, I really don't give a fuck. Like, like I said before, I suffer from death anxiety. I know I'm going to die. And then once I die, you can't do anything to me. How dare I fear somebody who breathes the same air that I breathe. You can't either, you, you can't do anything to me that I don't allow. You can talk about me. Only I allow it to let it bother me. Fun fact. So here's the game plan. Like I said before, I'm going to reiterate this. I'm going to pound the message home. This podcast, Killing Time, is going to be me just shooting the shit. We're going to riff. I'm going to talk about some stuff that's going on. If I can get a guest on, I'll have a guest on. I'm going to talk about movies I've seen, books I've read, stories I want to tell about people dating shit that I've been through. Just randomness, man. I'm, this is why I come up with jokes and shit. And then Eat will be my podcast that will be structured about dating and, and men and relationships and their feelings and their thoughts and their hurt, their pain, their trauma. That's what Eat will be. But this one will be my for shits and giggles, random, fuckboy, whatever stuff. So, if anybody out there is listening and want to give me a birthday gift, I love Stance socks. 
Stance, S-T-A-N-C-E. They have all the Pixar socks. So Finding Nemo, Monsters, Up, Wally, Toy Story. I love Pixar socks. I love Barnes and Nobles because I like to read. I love Best Buy because that serves all my electronic needs. Like, I need to get a new laptop. I don't know where I'm going to get it from, but I need to get a new laptop. Because my laptop is fucking dying. I have a MacBook that I bought in 2013. And this bitch is 2020. And this motherfucker is asking me every day. Please let me retire. Please let me walk away, you know, with my dignity. And I'm like, I really want you to be able to retire. But if I retire you, I won't have anything to type on. So I've been online looking. Best Buy had a fucking airbook. For like $700. It's like I want to pull the trigger, but it's like, oh, and FYI, I'm not getting a stimulus check. And I'm not, I'm not ashamed of the reason why. I haven't paid taxes in two years just because as a comedian, a lot of our money comes directly to us. And I don't make enough money to pay taxes, if that makes sense. Between child support, rent, fucking uh, student loans, Insurance for the car, fucking ins- uh, car note. I don't make enough money like that. If you, I have nine thousand followers on Instagram, and that shit keep fluctuating. Every time I refresh my fucking com- my Instagram page, the numbers go down of how many followers I have. I feel like I'm in a, a Black Mirror episode, but I don't get a stimulus check from the government because I owe back child support because. Uh, my son's mother wanted me to pay her $2,400 a month in child support because she thought when I was on Lopez that I was making $30,000 a month and I was not making that type of money whatsoever. I wish I could tell people how much money I was making on Lopez. I cannot tell you how much money I was making on Lopez until I make more money than I was making on Lopez. And I'm out of debt. Because I ain't having nobody laughing at me. It's just fucking horrible how much money I was making on Lopez. It's, 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 it's hilarious. You would think I was joking if I told you. I was on a sitcom, on a network, and I was not making the money that people think I would make. It just was not happening. The money I was making was embarrassing. It was, it was an utter, disgusting slap in the in the face. But it was my first TV show where I was a lead, and it, you know, I had to pay. I guess, I guess you pay your financial dues or whatever. But man, oh god, it was terrible. But anyway, she wanted twenty three hundred dollars a month. And I didn't have $2,300 a month. If I had $2,300 a month, I could sleep at night. If I made $2,300 a month, I could sleep at night. If, shit, if I have a 1,000 followers on my podcast, if every person who listened to the podcast donated $3, I wouldn't have to step foot outside my house to go do comedy anywhere. I could do my podcast. I could write my blogs, get a, get a, uh, a position writing a column for a newspaper online or a magazine or a periodical or a New Yorker or the Atlantic or a medium or something like that and get paid for it. 
I wouldn't leave my house other than to go get groceries and interact with people so I can have more stories to tell. But I literally, if everybody that listens to my podcast donated fucking $2 and I got fucking a thousand downloads, I can pay rent, phone, cable, not cable, don't have cable. I have rent and phone and child support and insurance and I'd be fine. Fine. But I know I have to be consistent. And stay on top of it. So that's what I'm going to do. So I can get me a new laptop. So I can finish writing this book. Because I'm going to write this book. And I'm in the process of writing this book. And the book should be done. By the time we come out of this fucking quarantine. If I do everything right. Now I want to end this on a good note. I, uh, For my birthday I watched this movie called Uncut Gems. With Adam Sandler and Lakeith Stansfield. And Kevin Garnett. I don't care what anybody says. This movie was fucking incredible. Yo, Adam Sandler can fucking act. Like, when I say he can act, he can fucking... Like, he was crying in the movie. He was antsy in the movie. Like, he plays this Jewish guy that's a a jewelry dealer. But he embodies every fucking... Emotion, every thought. The movie is a roll. It is an anxiety-riddled roller coaster the entire fucking time. I've never seen a movie made like this before. It started from the beginning to the end. You never stop. It's never a low. It's never a moment of just like, whoo, we can rest. It is straight fucking murder the whole time. I've never seen anything like it, man. I've never seen anything like it. Nothing like it. It, I, 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 man. Oh, oh my God! When I'm watching a movie, I'm like, yo, my anxiety is out of the off the off the charts right now. Like I was so fucking on the edge of my seat the entire time. I mean, the entire time. The entire time, people. This movie was Adam Sandler, literally. Adam Sandler literally got snubbed for an Oscar. Like, he got snubbed. Let me tell you how much he got snubbed. I thought Joker was a great movie. I thought it was the best movie last year. That that for for what it was for a comic book movie, that was the best movie last year. It was insane. Uh, Todd Phillips did a wonderful job directing. The score of the movie was amazing. Joaquin Phoenix was amazing as the Joker, but we've seen the Joker before. Heath Ledger had already cemented that character. It was dope. Joaquin gave a fucking fantastic performance. But a movie that was grounded in reality that you could, you yourself could actually be like you could have been the character in Adam Sandler's movie because he was just a guy who was trying to fix his life by getting a home run hit. He wanted to fix his life by just getting a home run hit. He was separated from his wife. He had a young girlfriend who he couldn't really satisfy because 
she just like, and the weekend is in the movie. And the weekend crushed. Like, he didn't do a whole lot, but for what he did, it was fucking dope. Like, no bad casting in this movie. And Kevin Garnett, man, listen. Kevin Garnett was so good in Uncut Gems. You didn't even know this motherfucker was a ball player. Like, Kevin Garnett looked like somebody that was a trained actor that they got to go play a ball player. He did not perform like a guy that's a fucking ball player, man, in real life. Kevin Garnett can act. Full stop. Let's stop playing around. Kevin Garnett can fucking act. The movie is so dope. I'm on everything. If you can get past the noise of them talking over each other, because it's a lot of them. It's a lot of them talking over each other. It's a lot of them talking over each other. But this shit is amazing. It's so fucking amazing. It's so fucking good, man. Adam Sandler was so fucking good. Kevin Garnett was so fucking good. So good. Even Lakeith Stansfield, who plays basically the same guy in every fucking thing, even though he plays the same guy in everything, the guy he plays in everything fit this movie. The character that he plays in everything fit this fucking movie. And that bitch was amazing. So, I'm reading, I saw Uncut Gems. Uh, I watched Fight Club a couple of days ago. And it still holds up. It's one of, but one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Fight Club is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. And I'm, I'm going to read the book. But I haven't read the book yet because I didn't want to be one of the people like, you're only reading the book because you saw the movie. Well, yeah. But still, it's a good book from what I understand. But I didn't go out and get that. I went out and got this book called Lullaby uh, by Chuck Palahniuk. Um, that's the author of Fight Club. He had a book called Lullaby. And the premise of the book is, I guess, uh, ever heard of a culling song? It's a lullaby song in Africa to give painless death to the old or the infirm. The lyrics of the culling song kill, whether spoken or even just thought. You can find on page 27 of poems and rhymes from around the world an anthology on the shelves of libraries across the country. So basically, this guy is doing a study and finds out about this poem or this lullaby, and he uses it unknowingly, and he starts to kill people when he uses it around people. I don't even understand what the fuck that is, but the premise of it alone was like, I'm going to read this book. So that's what I did for my birthday. I watched Uncut Gems. I bought myself a book. I ate some good food. I chill, cause I wasn't. I couldn't do what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to rollerblade. I learned how to rollerblade, rollerblade in December, cause my son likes to rollerblade. He had a rollerblade party. I had never rollerbladed before, but because I love my son more than I love myself, I made myself believe I knew how to rollerblade, and I put rollerblades on, and I went to this roller rink with my son for his birthday party, and I skated. And I did not fall one fucking time. I didn't want to fall because I didn't want my son to look at me like, oh, my dad can't even skate. What kind of world is this? I learned how to fucking skate. I made myself 
know how to skate. And I skated and I didn't fall. So I wanted to go rollerblading, but my tradition for my birthday every year is I like to go I like to go uh bowling and I can't go bowling because you know ain't no bowling alley, it's open. I go bowling by myself a drink, I like old fashions. But I don't have that option. But when the world opened back up, I'ma go bowling. I'ma go fucking um rollerblading. But I'ma do photography. So go see Uncut Gems. Go see, watch Uncut Gems. Rent that shit for 99 cents on Amazon or iTunes for this. It's on it's on sale this week to rent for like 99 cents. Just rent it. If you like it, buy it. But rent that shit for 99 cents. If you don't have 99 cents, I'll fucking give you 99 cents to go download fucking Uncut Gems and watch that shit. Literally. If you download the podcast, first person that says, yo, I want to see that movie, will you pay 99 cents to watch it, for me to watch it? I'll do it. I can't do like, fuck, I'm not, I'm not rich. I can't say, the first 500 people that download the podcast and say they want to watch Uncle Gems, I pay for it. First of all, is everybody in the movie got more money than me uh, in their pocket, probably. So I'm not about to put no money in those studios' pocket. But I, I believe that this movie is so fucking good that I want people to see it. I would like to work with the Seder Brothers. The Seder Brothers are the ones who directed the movie. I want to work with these fucking guys. These motherfuckers make movies, people. Movies. Movies. I'm going to wrap it up. I want, I want you to think about... Let's talk about the fact that I want to think about what is it going to be like when you are allowed to touch people again. Like, I'm debating on what my next blog post is going to be about, and I think I found it. You know how when you get sick and you can't eat for a while? Like, you may get sick to the point where you can't eat. You may get sick to the point where you, uh, you get sick to the point where you can't eat. They got you on what uh fucking um IV needle, eating baby food. It happened to me when I was when I had my appendix taken out. They had to feed me through a straw. I'm not a straw, but like I just had to eat a lot of soft food, shit like that. So I say when you uh can't eat food for a long time. And then they reintroduce you back to food. You can't start with heavy shit. Like, if you haven't eaten food in a week or two weeks, because you've been doing the IV drip or they've been pushing food, Gerber baby food into your stomach, they tell you when you go back to eating food, you got to start slow. You just can't go in there with a fucking roast beef sandwich. You can't go in there with a leg of lamb. You can't go in there with a fucking piece of chicken. You got to start small. Is that what it's gonna be like when we go back out into the world, when we start being able to be around people again? Because you have to realize something. If you've been quarantined in the house like I have since March 13th, you're really not allowed to touch people. You're not allowed to exchange fluid with people. You're not allowed to be naked with somebody because you'll get sick. So when the world reopens and they say, okay, the virus is gone, we're good. 
Is it going to feel funny to touch somebody for the first time again? Because you're not thinking about it right now. I'm sure no one that's listening to this podcast right now has thought about the fact, fuck, I had not touched another human being. If you live by yourself and you don't have a girlfriend, you don't have kids, you don't have a wife, you don't even have a dog. I live by myself. I want a dog so bad. A dog would help my depression so fucking much. Like, a little dog, a nice medium-sized dog, walk around the house, chill, play with. It would help my depression so much because loneliness is fucking horrible, people. The loneliness is horrible. But if I had a dog, oh my God. Something to walk, something to play with. It can't talk, but I can talk to it. It'd be so fucking dope to have a fucking dog. So, think about that. How strange or weird is it going to be when you fucking start to go back out into the world and touch somebody again for the first time? What is that going to be like? Just think about that. Can we talk about that? All right, so... I'm wrapping up. I'm getting out of here. I want to thank everybody who did wish me happy birthday. Everybody who downloads the podcast. I thank you. I appreciate anybody who supports the podcast. I got another donation from somebody who I can't say, but literally this dude is keeping me afloat. No joke. But download podcast, iTunes, Google Play, um, Stitcher. Podbean, and let me know what you think. Email me at jktpodcast at email.com, jktpodcast at gmail.com. I want to thank my friend Sandra Velasco. Um, I want to thank my buddy Noble Brown for their support and their help, their unconditional support and help. My buddy Charles Greaves. Um, yeah, man, I got some, the initials of this person is JT. I want to thank you for donating to the podcast. Um, yeah, man, I really appreciate everybody. Do me a favor. Go to IamMaranzioVance.com. That's my website, IamMaranzioVance.com. And check out my blog. I'm doing one every Wednesday, podcast every Friday, working on some videos and some other projects while I'm in this creative ass place. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to y'all later.